If you're starting a print-on-demand Etsy shop, you likely have many questions, but an important question to ask yourself early on is what general approach will you take with your designs? Do you chase trends? Do you only offer evergreen designs? Do you go with text-only designs? Do you try to establish a brand and a theme to build a loyal customer base? Or do you try to sell any type of design that you think will sell and rely on your presence in search results? Believe it or not, all of those questions are really about one decision, the general strategy for your shop. Stick around and let's talk about how to go through about making this important decision. POD Insights, the podcast. Your Etsy shop is a business and planning and organization are your business's best friends. Deciding on a general strategy or approach for your Etsy print-on-demand shop early on will help you stay on track and know where to focus your time during niche research and design creation. It's also an important first step when considering the name for your shop and the visual theme for your logo and shop graphics. If you haven't noticed, I recommend that this decision be one of the first that you make, even before you decide which print-on-demand platform to use and other details like that. For example, if you really want to create a memorable brand that customers recommend to their friends and family and come back to make repeat purchases, your strategy for developing that brand means you will have a totally different approach in the designs that you create compared to a strategy where you focus more on simply finding low competition niches and target designs towards them. If you start creating a shop with a variety of different designs and then a few months later you decide you really want to create a brand identity with a consistent theme, you either have to start over with a new shop or consider taking down your existing listings. This is why it's important to decide on a strategy early. Now there's one disclaimer I want to put out there and that's that there's nothing wrong with having multiple Etsy shops. You can create a new Etsy account to open another shop anytime you want. If you feel that you have the time to dedicate to multiple shops, you certainly could have one print-on-demand shop that offers all types of designs and another that has a focused brand theme. But even then, that's a decision you make. Your strategy is to have two separate shops for different purposes. Okay, with that out of the way, let's consider some important factors for each print-on-demand shop strategy. There are two sort of parent strategies that you can start with and then adjust your approach within that general outline and that would be creating a focused brand or relying on search results. When your strategy is to create a brand that's memorable and recognizable, it's all about creating a consistent theme or message. You want customers to remember the look and feel of your shop and your intent is to not only show up in search results, but generate real traffic to your shop's homepage so that customers can browse all your products in one place and get that complete feeling that only comes when you see all of a shop's products together with the overall appearance that carries a consistent theme. You're hoping to generate a desire to come back to your shop page and look for new items or sales, much in the same way you would go to a separate website for a store that you like. In fact, you might even be using Etsy's existing customer base to build a following for your brand with the intent of launching your own website and online store at some point, using a selling platform like Shopify. This strategy requires a little bit more preparation and thought on the front end when you're setting it up. You need to be sure that the theme or image of your brand is something you can and will commit to for the long term because changing it midstream can be confusing to customers. Not that it can't be done, I mean rebranding is a term we all know for a reason, but that basically makes you hit the reset button and potentially lose some of your original customer base. The main thing that your brand's image or theme will impact is the type of designs that you sell. For example, your brand could be called Happy Thoughts and your intended image is to promote positivity and self-care. Now, I'm sure that name is trademarked, but it's just an example. This would be a niche that you can sell in no matter what your strategy is, but you can also choose to make it your brand. 
Making this choice would mean all your designs should generally stay within this theme of promoting positivity, self-esteem, or self-care. You would have lots of opportunity to create text-based designs with positive messages, but there are also graphic-based designs in this niche as well. You can also niche down within your brand and offer more specific designs within sub-niches that are still relevant to the parent niche. An example of this would be body positivity designs. You can have lots of these sub-niches in your store and still maintain the overall Happy Thoughts brand image. So creating a brand doesn't have to mean you're painting yourself into a corner with a very limited number of designs. But one other thing to keep in mind is that your brand's theme or image may also impact the type of products that you sell, in addition to the type of designs. If your brand image is about being eco-friendly or sustainable, then you probably don't want to sell your designs on mass-produced items that you cannot verify are made sustainably. This will limit your choices for print-on-demand products. However, there are print-on-demand products that would fit into this brand image, including apparel made from recycled materials and biodegradable phone cases. This will likely to expand, but for now, the product options you would have are going to be more limited if that's the brand image that you want to create, at least in the print-on-demand industry. One last aspect of this strategy that I want to point out is that because you're hoping to generate return customers who recognize your brand and focus less on casting a wide net in search results, you will need to put a considerable amount of effort into marketing and raising awareness of your brand. This means things like creating social media accounts for your brand, which honestly you should do anyway, as well as creating email marketing campaigns to your mailing list and taking time to create content and interact with your customers through these channels. This is still valuable for other strategies, but it's critical when trying to build a brand because you wanna cultivate a following rather than waiting for customers to find you via search results. If you do plan to launch your own website for your brand at some point down the road, practicing these things while you're selling on Etsy will serve you well because marketing becomes even more critical when you don't have existing traffic and have to generate your own. All right, so that's some general principles of building your own brand image through your Etsy print-on-demand shop. Now let's talk about the other main or parent strategy, and that's relying on search results. With this strategy, you're not concerned about consistency between your designs or even the products that you're offering in your shop. Now this may sound like you have no real plan, but actually your plan is to take your designs wherever you see sales opportunities. So if one day you find some niche opportunities for say Mother's Day themed designs, you may create several products related to that for a few days or a couple of weeks. And then a day later or a week later, you may be creating designs for something totally unrelated. The assumption you're making is that customers are primarily finding your listings through specific search results, not by knowing the name of your shop and browsing your whole catalog from your shop page. This approach is more focused on maximizing sales volume over the creative aspect of making designs. You can still make original artwork that looks great if you are a designer or an artist, but you would need to be more flexible about what you're actually making and be willing to make designs that you may find boring or unappealing if the sales opportunity is there. Of course, you may still avoid certain niches that you don't want to get into because that's 100% your decision. For example, if you prefer not to go into political designs, that's your choice and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. One reason this type of strategy can work is that your print-on-demand shop will be viewed differently than some other Etsy shops. There are many sellers on Etsy that make truly unique handmade items that you simply cannot get from any other seller. For example, someone who makes one-of-a-kind handmade wooden furniture. If a friend or family member asks, where did you get that table? You would probably want to tell them the exact seller because nobody else is going to make it exactly the same way. However, if your friend asks, where did you get that t-shirt? Most people are just going to say, I got it on Etsy. 
because the truth is there are thousands of other t-shirt sellers on Etsy and there can be several offering very similar designs. Now that's not so great if you're trying to generate a loyal customer base, unless you're truly making one-of-a-kind designs, because that is possible. But you will still be making sales with this strategy based on your search rankings regardless, and that's the whole point. So with this strategy, you need to be very good at identifying niches with low to moderate competition and be effective with your keyword research for title and tag so your listings are gonna be presented to customers who are searching for exactly what you're offering. If you can do that effectively, then customers don't need to remember your shop name because you'll always be there in the search results. At least that's your goal. It's an added bonus if and when you do get organic referrals from past customers or repeat purchases. That's just not the primary way that you're depending on making sales. Also, I just wanna point out, I'm not saying that keyword research is not important when you're building a brand, because it absolutely is, because you still wanna be found through search results. I'm just saying that becomes your primary concern when your strategy is to be found through search results. Now, you can still present a vague or general theme in your shop's appearance with this strategy. For example, your shop name could be something like Smile Designs, because a lot of your designs may be intended to make people laugh or generate positive thoughts. You don't have to stay completely within the confines of that definition with all your designs, but it lets customers know what your general intent is and gives you a starting point for creating consistent shop graphics and promotional content. This is my Etsy shop strategy for a couple of reasons. I have nothing against the strategy of building a brand, I just find the search results based strategy a little easier to manage. For one, I'm not scrutinizing every design I make to try to keep it within a certain theme. I just target a niche and make designs that I think will sell without really much more additional thought than that. Second, there are always new sales opportunities and if I'm having slowing sales, I can try targeting new niches to increase my sales without worrying about it changing the image or message of my brand. Third, I truly believe that the way people shop online is only becoming more search-based versus catalog browsing-based. Consumers used to frequently go to big-name brands or department stores like JCPenney or Sears or Macy's, and they would browse the whole catalog looking for things they like. I'm talking about like the literal paper catalog you used to get in the mail from these companies. But in the last few decades, consumers are realizing more and more that they can pop a few words into a search field and more quickly see the things that may match what they're looking for. I'm not saying that browsing a whole store or catalog is dead by any means. I just think that there's more of a growth opportunity by focusing on your search results placement rather than the consistency of your shop, at least when it comes to a marketplace like Etsy or Amazon. If you do go with this strategy for your shop, you have sort of a sub-strategy decision to make as well. When you're open to creating new or different types of designs, you can pursue creating designs that reflect certain trends or the type of designs that have longer life cycles and could sell at any time of year. And we call those evergreen designs. First, let's consider chasing trends. So even if this is your sub-strategy within your Etsy shop, there are different ways to do it and different life cycles with different trends. Some trends are truly trending topics or things that come up in pop culture or on social media, but they die out quickly and rarely sell ever again. Other trends are longer lasting and more like a theme that can be popular for a year or more. Let's consider both of these and where they might fit into your overall strategy. Trending topics for designs are things that pop up out of nowhere and may disappear quickly. And I actually have a story that I can give as an example of one of these. A couple years ago, a Major League Baseball player who was very popular with fans showed up to the first day of spring training wearing a t-shirt with the team's color and a funny saying on it. It clearly was something he had custom made as a joke because it wasn't an official team design and it didn't even have the team's logo on it. Suddenly there were hundreds of fans tweeting pictures of this player wearing that shirt, 
all saying they had to have one of those shirts. And because it didn't feature the team's logo or name on it, print-on-demand sellers could recreate that design without fear of copyright or trademark infringement. I happened to catch this on social media almost immediately in real time, and I got to work on a design immediately. Now I did do, a sp I still checked the trademark and copyright situation and it came up clean. So I created a single listing for my Etsy shop and I threw it in my Merch by Amazon account as well that same afternoon. The very next day, both Amazon and Etsy had hundreds of new listings featuring this one design. But I had created my listing fast enough to be on page one of search results. And on the first day, I sold about 100 t-shirts between the two platforms, and the next day, about another 150. Then it started dying down a bit, and just seven days later, I sold only two shirts. And I think I've maybe sold a total of 10 additional shirts with that design in the two years since that happened. It was a great feeling to make that many sales so quickly, but if you try to build your whole store around this strategy, you can see how it will quickly become kind of a tiring thing to keep chasing trends every day in hopes of hitting a few that work out. Oftentimes, you're not quite so lucky and you catch onto a trend a day too late or even an hour too late, and the first page of search results is already filled with designs that are selling and they all look the same, so you'll just be another one that doesn't get clicked on. But that doesn't mean you have to write off this strategy completely, so we'll come back to this in a few minutes. Another type of trend are those that are more of a theme for what might be in favor at a given point in time. This type of trend can range in life cycle anywhere from a month to a few years. They're less specific to one exact design, so there can be more room to create specific niches within the trend, so they can be terrific opportunities from a selling standpoint. A recent example of this trend would be in the, in the United States, the general public have started to embrace mental health and positivity type messages more than ever in the last two to three years. It's now common to see people wearing t-shirts that have sayings on them like, it's okay to not be okay, or I am enough. This trend of being more open about self-care and mental health could continue for years or become less popular in a few months. But there's a huge opportunity with this type of trend because you can come up with your own message that nobody has put on a shirt before and start a whole new sub-niche. Or you can use an existing message with a new or different graphic theme to it to get into an existing sub-niche. As I mentioned earlier, this niche has enough opportunity that you could choose to build a whole brand around it if you prefer that strategy. Now let's consider evergreen designs. Evergreen designs are ones that can sell at any time of year and aren't tied to a trend. This doesn't mean they don't have a life cycle because anything can technically go out of style at a certain point, but there's definitely less of a risk of these types of design themes becoming unpopular overnight. Evergreen designs usually are not one specific design, but rather categories. For example, designs about coffee lovers are an evergreen niche. There's a wide variety of designs you can look into to check out competition levels, including funny coffee sayings, straightforward coffee graphic designs, text-based coffee designs, and more. These designs would appeal to buyers at any time of year for various reasons, whether it be buying for themselves or as a gift for someone. It's not tied to a specific trend, time of year, or holiday, so if you can create a coffee-themed design or a few coffee-themed designs in a lower competition sub-niche, you can expect to make at least a couple sales per month. Now, if you just heard me say a couple sales per month and you were like, hold on, how can I make real money on a couple sales per month? Well, you can't if you stop after making those few coffee themed designs. The point of creating evergreen products is that you build a whole catalog of items and each one, or most of them hopefully, sell a couple times per month. And once your catalog of items that sell one to two times per month is big enough, you have real sales volume that leads to consistent revenue and profits every month. Let's do a little quick math. 
If you create 100 listings, and even just a third of them sell two times per month, that's 66 sales per month. Now if you create 300 listings with the same ratio, that's 99 sales per month. If you can improve your sales ratio to 50% of your listings selling two times per month, you'll be up to 150 sales per month. And it keeps growing from there because the more listings you create, the more times you repeat the process of doing your niche research and keyword research and practice making great designs and great mockups, the better your sales ratio will be because you'll be making more effective listings. Now, I don't want anyone to misunderstand what I'm saying here, so let me just point out that getting to 100 or 200 sales per month is not gonna make you a millionaire in the print-on-demand industry, at least not in a year or two. That's because print-on-demand profit margins are typically not huge. We're usually trying to get 30% profit margin on average, and we can occasionally get more than that for items like maybe mugs, but to keep your prices competitive on high-volume items like t-shirts, you may only get 25% profit margin. So selling 100 t-shirts may only make you four to $500 in profit. That is, unless you can tap into a niche that supports higher prices. There are some instances where demand for a specific design is very high, and if the competition is low enough, you can get away with charging $20 plus shipping for a t-shirt once you make it onto page one of the search results, and that can net you a profit of eight to $9 a shirt instead of the average four to $5. The trouble is that for many niches, there are dozens or hundreds or even thousands of other designs offering prices in the 16 to $18 range and a lot of those even will offer free shipping with that price. So if you're out there asking for a total price of 24 bucks for a similar design on the same quality shirt, you really won't be making many sales. That means on average, you're having to accept a profit of $45 per shirt to stay competitive. Now I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that's always the case. There are certainly types, other types of products where you can make a higher profit margin. There's certainly other niches where you can make a higher profit margin and you will see listings out there that have best seller tags on them that you know they're getting a higher price than that and maybe they're making a higher profit than that but the thing you have to remember is you don't know what other people's costs are what their expenses are so all, all you really know is what your costs and your expenses are and i'm just saying that if you start with a target of 30 percent profit margin you may have to accept a little less than that to get your price competitive enough to actually make sales unless you're offering a truly unique design or unique product that doesn't have a lot of competition. The bottom line is that this approach with Evergreens is about building up your catalog of consistent lower volume sellers over time until you have regular revenue and profits coming in. Print on demand is not an instant gratification business model no matter how you do it, but selling only evergreen designs is probably the tortoise in the race where chasing trends is the hare. Anyway, we got off track there with a whole discussion of profit margins, but it was somewhat relevant to point that out about this approach. Now, another example of an evergreen design category is one that offers the opportunity to create many slight variations of the same design. This type of design is very popular on programs like Merch by Amazon because you can upload a lot of them quickly and they can also work in marketplaces like Etsy. Take an existing general niche like retro gaming. This would be designs that feature pixelated graphics or 80s or 90s style gaming images like an original Nintendo controller. Keep in mind you can't use any characters or specific names since they're subject to copyright and trademark limitations. Now you take a design like that and you apply some text that says something like leveled up to and then fill in the blank. You can literally just change the last word of that sentence and make lots of separate products with the same design, such as dad, mom, big brother, big sister. So you're saying, I leveled up to dad, I leveled up to big brother. For someone looking to give a gift to a person who likes retro gaming and just hit one of those life milestones, this design would be perfect. 
And this is a great example of multiple listings that you can create quickly that will sell periodically throughout the year. They're not gonna sell hundreds in one month, but they can contribute to your overall monthly sales. And that's the point. Now I mentioned we would eventually come back to chasing trends, so let's revisit that. There is nothing stopping you from combining the evergreen strategy with the chasing trends strategy. In fact, that's exactly what I do in my Etsy shop. Under the umbrella of a search results-based strategy, I continually work on building a catalog of evergreen designs that can contribute a couple sales per month. But I also look for opportunities to jump into a trend early and make some higher volume sales periodically. I just don't spend all of my time chasing trends. I only check Google Trends for daily or weekly trending related searches a couple times per week and generally keep my eyes open on social media for something that might be applicable. But I also plan out time to sit down and work on my evergreen designs. This still involves niche and keyword research because you wanna give your evergreens the best chance of selling, but it's a little less hectic than focusing only on trends. So what's the right strategy for your print-on-demand shop? I hope the information in this episode will help you make that very decision. If you've already started down one of these paths and wanna change course, no worries. It's always better to change directions if your new direction is something you'll be more committed to. You don't need to agonize over this decision, but I do believe it's important because it can help you avoid having to redo things later. Whatever you decide for your print-on-demand shop, there is a great opportunity waiting for you. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform to be notified of future episodes, and don't forget to check out the POD Insights YouTube channel for print-on-demand tutorials and tips as well. And if you want to read transcripts of each podcast episode with links to resources, head on over to podinsights.net. Thanks for listening.